speaker and recipient of the Mark Twain Award for 1976. Here's Gene. Oh, this is terrible. This is an awful epitaph. I suffered so much from Pritter's errors that death for me can hold no terrors. I'll bet this stone has been misdated. <laughs> I wish to God I'd been cremated. <laughs> What's the matter? That's on an office, huh? Hmm. Oh, listen, that isn't all. Bring it up there, Big Mac. You ain't heard nothing, friends. Nothing. Nothing. I know I'm, I shouldn't tell this story. This is uh, not often. Uh, you know, it's funny when uh, when you listen to the radio or you watch television, they're constantly interviewing showbiz people. And, uh, you know, somebody who's made a miserable little movie in Greece or someplace, and they, they sit and for hours and hours, they talk about it, and they say, well, what are some of the funny little things that happen around the set? as if there's some kind of a mystical thing that happens where people make movies. It's like, uh, give us a real report on what happens in Oz. What is it like when the wizard comes along? And uh, how do you handle uh, uh, Toto? And the, what about the munchkins? Are they really as nice as they say? Well, the one business that is hardly ever... Uh, the one aspect of showbiz that is hardly ever discussed is the TV and radio commercial world funny little things that happen when commercials are being made. Have you ever heard anybody discuss this? Never. And I want to tell you, it is so bizarre sometimes that it, honestly, it makes Oz look like a very serious country that is getting United Nations aid. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. Well, let me tell you one of the one of the one of the commercials that I one time got called for a few years back. I used to get involved in all this stuff, and now I'm kind of I kind of avoid it like the plague. But uh, this particular commercial was a gas, and I got a call one time, and this agent, uh, I, you know, very fast talking agent, he says, he said, look, uh, now look, I sold you to these guys. He says, now I've been having trouble with you before like this, and I want to tell you what I want you to do, just for me. Do I lie to you, baby? Huh? This is a big commercial. Now, this is going to lead to all kinds of stuff. Now, I wouldn't lie to you. Now, I just want you to do one thing. Don't laugh at them. Do you play it straight now? You just do this for me, and I think one day we're going we're gonna to hit the big bell, baby. Huh? Would I lie now? Huh? Well, all right. So they sent me down to this, this, uh, this agency, and I went up the... 58th floor, wherever it was, and there were four or five other guys there, and a couple of minutes later, I'm called in to talk it over with the officials, and uh, they listened to a tape, and they watched me do things, and they asked me to handle something and pick up a tire, and yeah, tired, they had a tire, they said, no, no, you hold this tire up, and it's for commercial, for TVs, it's very official commercial. So I go through this whole routine, and I didn't think much about it because I never thought I really would get it. I thought it was kind of a sneaky look in my eye, and uh, they wouldn't like that. And sure enough, the next day, the phone rings, 
the office, and who was on the who was on the line? But my little Sharpie agent, you know. And I said, "What do you want, Manny?" He said, "Hey, hey, baby, baby, you were beautiful, baby." They called. He said, they, "They, you were beautiful, you were beautiful, baby." They loved you. They loved you. And listen, would I lie to you, baby? You're in. I said, "Okay, Manny. <laughs> Let's see." Well, two or three days go by, and by George, at the end of the week, the call came in. And they're ready to televise this commercial. They're going to tape it or, or film it. And this commercial is going to be a big commercial that is to be used on a coast-to-coast -coast special. And so I walk into the set. And, man, I'm going to tell you, you couldn't have believed it. It was like they were filming War and Peace. They had a wardrobe lady. They had two dressers for me. And I was to do this with a girl. The two of us were there. And they had a makeup man for her. They had a makeup man for me. They had, uh, oh, there must have been five assistant directors running around, and a set, oh, they had this set built. It must have been four stories high, Mac. There it was, a tremendous set, and it was a southern mansion type. Don't ask me why they had it in front of a southern, it had pillars. And they had this beautiful orange, it was in color, by the way. Orange lights, green lights, they had a fake sun set up, the whole bit. And so, the scene opened up, and we're running through the script. The scene opened up. Where I am in this car, and I'm driving the new car. This is the, the, the sponsor was an automobile, see? And I'm driving this new car, and I you don't see me drive it at all, but I come swinging up. All you see is the screen opens. I come gliding up in front of this southern mansion with this staircase. It looked like Tara. What was the name of that place in Gone with the Wind? Tara? Yeah. Well, see, I come... I come up there, and the music is behind me. Of course, I didn't hear that. It was after all put in later. But this car has been painted, a special paint job for the commercial, friend. That's how phony it was right from the start. You couldn't buy this this paint job. It did not come on the on the floor room model. They had a special paint job. I don't know what they made it out of, but ground up diamonds or something. It was unbelievable. This car. They had lights all over it. They had lights. They even had concealed lights underneath the car in such a way so that it produced a kind of inner glow, a kind of shine. So I'm in the car. The guy pins my shirt down and everything. You know, it's all pinned down very carefully. They show me what angle I hold my head, the whole bit. And they push the car on the set. You see, they can't drive it in a place like that. They push it on the set, and I glide in, and they're watching. They've got the... They've got the sights on it. They've got all the cameras, this widescreen camera color, guys with light meters and everything, watching around, and they stop. They say, now wait, 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 hold it now. Just when I'm thinking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll bring him in, move it an, about an inch and a half more to the left. It's got to go angling in, Okay. Well, now let's try it again. All right, all you guys over there, all right, now let's get back. Don't put any handprints on that. Wear those gloves now. And all the workmen, they've got white gloves to push the car. See, they don't want footprints and handprints all over the back. So they push it again. And I go gliding on a set. And there's dead silence. It's like somehow you have the feeling that uh, if we waited long enough, the Pope would show up. Or... Uh, the Pope was showing up. I just didn't recognize it. It's the sponsor. <laughs> it's the, and up in the booth, they had about nine guys sitting up there who had come out from Detroit, very official-looking guys, you know, with the jowls hanging, the, with the elk's teeth and the whole business. All You know, they had more badges and buttons all over them. They had captains of the industry and generals of the industry and, and field marshals of the industry were all sitting up there watching this whole scene. And we went back and forth. 
back and forth we went. We must have gone back and forth for about five hours. And by this time, I'm sweaty. My suit, every, every couple of minutes, they take me out and they take me to the wardrobe and they take my suit off and they would hold it in front of a fan <laughs> and they're fanning it. And they send out, they get a little cleaner comes in and he's got an iron. They clean, they straighten up my suit and they, they, they iron the whole thing. Now we've got a, now we've got a cleaner working on the set. He's got all those little cleaning jujads and so on. He's cleaning the thing up. They put it back on me. They push it out. And now my shirt is beginning to show little signs where it's wrinkled. I mean, I'm sweating like a pig. So they change my shirt. They send out to Brooks Brothers' friends for six white shirts, which they then spray with a special kind of starch so they stand up and are, and are supposed to be unwrinkable. Well, all right, it is now about 6 o'clock in the evening. We get the first scene filmed. We started at 8 at the crack of dawn. We have now filmed... Roughly, I would say, six seconds is what it appeared on the screen, where the car just glides up, and the girl comes down out of this fake door. You see, there's supposed to be a girl, but she looked a little like Scarlett O'Hara, you know. She comes down, and her gown is swirling. I'm supposed to be picking her up for this big date or big dance or something. So she comes sweeping down, and boom, and the music raises. And every time she'd come down, her skirt would pick up more dirt on the floor with a swirl and she's getting bugged she's really getting bugged because whenever you work on a set with women they always suspect that the reason why things aren't going well is because the male actor in the scene is lousing up <laughs> you know that that thing oh yeah always so she's getting madder and madder at me so the two of us we don't even talk now we're sitting back back in the old Tara in our old southern mansion wait for the scene well, the next morning, you know, I thought, oh, God, what boring. Is this boring? Holy smokes. Is this boring? So that night I go home, and the phone rings, and who is it? Manny. I said, what do you want, Manny? He says, baby, baby, I hear you were beautiful. You just were beautiful. They love you, boy. They love you. Man, oh, listen, listen, I want to tell you one thing. This is going to be the big break. This is going to be the big break. We're going to get all the footage. We're going to get you. It's going to go all the way. Now, would I lie about this? I don't lie to you about this kind of stuff. I know you just stick in there, hang in there, and be as good today as you were today, huh? Okay? All right, baby. Okay, baby. And give me a cough if there's any trouble on the set, huh, baby? Right, baby. Boom. And here's old baby, me, sitting there, see? The next morning now, we have switched to another part of the commercial. They don't do these things in rotation. And that was when, that very minute, the big trouble, the big trouble began to develop. You could almost feel it on the set when I came in that morning. There was a tenseness in the air. Guys were dragging a you-know-what around. There was a worried look in the eye of everybody ranging all the way from the cosmetician to the top technician in charge of widescreen cinematography, color department. And I said, what's the matter? I said, we're going to do the egg thing today. The egg thing. What is the egg thing? Immediately, you know, visions of uh, getting pelted with eggs. Or who knows what, you know, dance. He said, oh, man, what do you see? And I saw, under the lights, all set up, ready to photograph, I saw the dashboard of the sponsor. A car's dashboard that had been removed from the automobile, and it was there, beautifully lit. There were a thousand lights, and it was padded with a kind of a light blue foam rubber padding. Little did I realize that that sight 
was to haunt me for three consecutive days. One of the most evil, insane, maniacal maelstroms of madness that I'd ever found myself caught into and probably never will again. All right, you want to know what the egg thing is? Well, I went back into wardrobe and the wardrobe lady handed me my costume. Five minutes later, I'm sitting in the barber chair and the... Is this an interesting story to you? I'm sitting in the barber chair and this... Uh, by the way, this is the same uh, guy that does the makeup on The Tonight Show. He's an official makeup man. He works on a lot of TV shows and he and I have been... We've done a lot of things together. They say, oh yeah, he's a great guy. No, he isn't what you think. Not at all. And so this guy says to me, all right, man. He says, I'm going to put some extra stuff on your face today. He says, because he says, you are going to sweat. I said, what? He says, you are going to sweat. He says, I, I, I don't like the looks of this bit. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I've seen a lot of stuff. This isn't going to work. I said, what isn't going to work? He says, the egg thing. I said, what in the hell is the egg thing? <laughs> he said, well, if you don't know, I'm not going to be the one to tell you. He said, you're going to find out. Well, by now, I thought, oh, boy. You know, and I noticed that the girl wasn't around today. She, she was not on the set today. And uh, out I go. Sure enough, there's the entire hierarchy. All the agency guys are there. There must have been 25 agency guys, ranging all the way from full-fledged senior vice president to copy boys that carried their own portable mimeograph machines with them. You know, the whole thing. They're all out. And, of course, they've got all the stuff on the set that usually goes with this. The coffee machine, the prune danish. It's all there. And so I walk out. I'm ready to go to work. It's now about 9 o'clock in the morning, and it's getting hotter in there already because of all the lights. And one of them is very carefully arranging the dashboard of the car under the lights. He's, he's positioning it. He's got the light meters. Two or three other guys are taking dust, and they're dusting the dashboard, making it look sparkly, you know. And it's a full dashboard of a car. And it's laying on the floor face up. Beautifully lit. Now, the director comes over to me. He says, okay, I'll tell you what the story is on this. He says, the whole bit, you know, he says, I'll tell you, you know, they're all hipped on safety, right? He says, the whole bit of the cars, the whole thing about safety now, ever since these guys have been raising cane about safety, well, these guys have got this this uh, padded dashboard. And he says, and they want to they wanna show a scene in the, in the commercial where the, the, the dashboard is so safe that it won't even break an egg. I said, won't do what? He says, it won't break an egg. He says, now what you're going to do, he says, we're going to film it. He says, some idiot out in Detroit got this idea that it would look great if uh, we bounced an egg off the dashboard. Shows that, uh, you know, if, if uh, the egg doesn't break, just think what it'll do to your skull, you know. I says, well, uh, <laughs> okay. I said, we're going to bounce an egg off this thing. And he says, yeah. I said, well, how do you do it? He says, well, nothing. He says, uh, we're going to try it now. He says, we've got a whole thing full of eggs over there. He says, you take one of those eggs. And he says, you stand up and about from waist high. He said, I want you to drop an egg right on the dashboard. He said, don't throw it. Just drop the egg. And he says, we'll see how it works. Okay? All right, all you guys on the set now, we're going to try the first one. Okay, now quiet out there. I want to hear what's going on. I said quiet back there, you guys. Okay? All right, you got the camera all loaded? All right, we may just take this the first take. It may work out right away, okay? All right, now. I want you to... T hey, hey, Fred, time it, will you? 
And so then he turns back to me. Doesn't that sound authentic? He turns back to me and he says, All right, now, he said, I'll put a couple of crosses on the floor there. He said, I want you to stand there for a minute. I want to look at you through the viewfinder. And he says, I want you to hold the egg so that you can really see that it's an egg. All right? Hold it up about, uh, yeah, that's right. Hold it up about, about the, right about the bottom button there. Yeah. And I will zoom in on the egg. Now, the minute I give you the hand cue, I'm going to zoom back. And he said, there will be voice over this sequence. You won't say anything. He said, there will be voice over, and it will describe what you're going to do. He says, now, the minute I give the hand cue, I will zoom back, and then you drop the egg. But make sure you drop it towards the point that I have marked on the dashboard. You see, look. All right, you see that cross down there? Drop it right on that cross, right? Because that's in focus. We got camera two, focus on that, all right? Okay, you guys, we're going to try one. Here we go now. All right, now. Get in position now, Chef. All right, now, here we go. Roll them. All right, now. Uh-oh, hold it. Cut, cut, cut. You moved your hand. You moved your hand. You're out of frame. All right. Okay, now, get. Uh, let's... Uh, you got to hold your hand right about the bottom button. Now try it again, right about the bottom button. All right. Now let's see it through the through the finder here. Give me the finder. All right. Okay, that's good. Right about the bottom button. Don't move your hand because that's in the frame. The frame is very tight. Right? I said, yeah, yeah. Right. Frame. All right. Now, okay. Are you loaded again? All right. Let's go now. Let's try it for a take. What do you say, huh? Okay. Now. All right. Rolling. All right, now, drop the egg now. And I released the egg. It dropped maybe three feet, two inches, and went splat. Now I had egg all over my feet. Well, it was a dead silence for a minute. <laughs> and the entire crowd, they looked, and one of them said, It broke. It broke. It broke. There were eggshells all over the floor. There was whites and yolks all over the all over the dashboard. I mean, this was about as obvious a busted egg as I've ever seen in my life. So instantly, four guys come rushing out and they're cleaning up the dashboard. <laughs> and the director comes from behind the camera and he walks up to me and says, Now look, he says, he said, I'll tell you what we'll do now. I think what we did there, I think I think you dropped the egg just a little bit to the high point of the dash there. You see where it peaks up there? He says, why don't we try it a lower down on the flat part? I think that's the problem. It hit on the high part there, and it was too tight for it. It busted, all right? And uh, make sure that the egg is not cracked before you drop it. Make sure you get a good egg. All right, now let's try it again. I'm going to refocus. Move, move, move that. Hey, Fred, move the cross down about two and a half inches down to the flat part. Down there where the glove compartment is, okay? All right, now let's try it again. All right, all set. And now they've cleaned off my shoe. Okay, you guys. All right, now let's go. Come on, cut out the laughing back there, will you? Come on, for crying out loud. I don't have all day to mess with this. All right, now let's go. Okay, rolling. Let's go now. Roll. And I'm standing there, and the lights are beaming down at me, and I've got this egg in my hand. And I know that it's being filmed for posterity. This is not exactly going to be the battleship Potemkin. But uh, 
It ain't going to be gone with the wind either, but after all, we're all in it together. And I could see this vast set all around me, the lights, and there were $28 trillion worth of equipment all humming at the same time. They're filming it, and I'm holding an egg. It's all right now. Okay, out a baby, all right, release the egg now. I drop it, splat. Well, not only this time did it break, the son of a gun splashed. It was up around my knees this time. It not only broke, man, it got even worse. And uh, there was a muffled oath, this time from the director, and a, and a loud guffaw from about five guys around the coffee machine. There's always a bunch of guys, you know, from the agency who uh, are hoping this guy falls flat on his you-know-what so they can have his job so that they can fall flat on their you-know-what. So you hear this guffaw. He says, all right, you guys, come on, come on. Now let's get serious here for a minute. Now what the heck? Any of you guys got any ideas about this thing? All right, I'll tell you what let's do. Listen, let's hold the egg a little lower. Maybe we're dropping it from too high. What do you say that instead of holding it up around your waist, you hold it straight down. Just let your hand drop down so that it's down around just above your knees, just like you're standing naturally with your hand down. What do you say? Let's try that, okay? All right, now, come on, refocus. Fred, refocus on, on the hand. Hold, hold the egg down around uh, just above your knee now, just straight down. All right. Is it in the frame, Fred? Okay, how does it look? Let me take a look. So he's over there looking, see? See, yeah, it's okay. It looks, in fact, this might be even better, actually, because uh, it, it cuts out about a second and a half when we need it. All right. Okay, now let's refocus on this. You got it all cleaned up down there? Okay. All right. Okay, now, here we go. We're rolling. Easy, baby, now. All right. Okay, drop the egg. Now, splat. We will gloss over the next four and a half hours, friends, and the next three dozen eggs as we drop egg after egg from various trajectories, various distances, various angles on the dashboard. We will now quickly split to four o'clock in the afternoon. The director is 17 years older than he was at 8, the earlier part of the day. He is now a bent, worn, aging man with great furrows under his eyes. I have lost my sense of humor. I have left it by the coffee machine. Even the vultures who hung around the prune Danish are tired of guffawing. They, too, are worn, haggard men. As we continue to drop egg after egg, as we continue to mop up yolk after yolk, I don't even have to describe, friends, the one egg we dropped that was riper than a four-year-old piece of camembert cheese. That was an interesting moment in that little tight confines of that magnificent, that, that beautiful set where many movies had been shot in the past. When all of a sudden, an assistant director got a great idea. He said, listen, hey, 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 look, I got an idea. You know what the trouble is? And the director says, what is the trouble? You know what the trouble is? We're dropping real eggs. You know, what's to say that we shouldn't hard boil them? What do you say we hard-boil the eggs? Now, we don't say anything about the egg on a... Give me a look at this copy. Now, at any point, does this copy say that these eggs are not cooked? 
All it says is we will drop an egg. It's, it doesn't say that they're not, you're not you're not fooling anybody. You're not saying nothing. It's it's a it's a regular egg. What do you say? And we all sat for a minute like frozen in time. Eureka! Fro Eureka! What a great idea! And without you know, in a minute, instantly, they send out to this restaurant. They send out five dozen eggs. We've got eggs now by the crate all around us. You know, they send the eggs out, and he says, "Tell them to boil them up for ten minutes, hard as rocks. We want hard-boiled eggs." And we sat around. Now we're feeling great, you know, jubilant. We got this thing licked. Oh boy, how about how about how about a little coffee? Oh man, it sure does taste good. I'll tell you. Jeez, I, I knew there was something wrong we were doing, you know. It's kind of silly. Why didn't we think of that earlier, huh? How come we're idiots? We're dropping regular eggs for crying. Of course, if you drop an egg, it's going to break. <laughs> oh, man, it was. And back come the eggs, hard-boiled like rocks. And there's a jubilant air in the whole cry. Everybody's all happy about the whole scene, see? And so the director gets back now. And now he's suddenly young again. He's a young man, see? He sits back at the camera and says, All right, you guys, come on, let's go. Come on, we'll be out of here by 5 o'clock. Come on. Let's get this in the can. What do you say? Let's make this one for the can. What do you say? Okay. All right, Freddy. Got it in the frame? Hold that egg, Shep. Right down there. Boy, this is Hold that old mother there. Hold it. There we go. All right, in the can. Now, come on. Let's get this one in the can. All right. Everybody ready out there? All right. Come on now. Come on. Pay attention, you guys. I want this one really timed. This one is going in the can, right? Okay, here we go. Roll them. And I could hear that faint, that faint hum of the cameras rolling. They're rolling. All right, hold that egg, Shep. Now, wait a minute. Let's get this a good, real good shot. We can trim it later in the lab. Hold it there. All right, baby, hold it. All right, drop the egg. Now. And I released the egg, this beautiful hard-boiled egg. It dropped, arced through the air, hit the dashboard. It went kadunk. It bounced up at least three and a half feet in the air. <laughs> bounced down again. Bounced up again. I might as well have dropped a golf ball. They bounced. It never occurred to us that hard-boiled eggs, when they hit a padded dashboard, bounce maybe two feet back up in the air. They do not look like real eggs. He sits back. All right. Okay, smart guy, you and your hard-boiled eggs. That's going to look good on a commercial. You ever you ever see an egg that bounced two feet like that, friend? How's that going to go? We'd be laughed right off the show. Listen, wait a minute. I'm going to call Detroit. And he goes scurrying back into the sponsor's booth, and I could see him up there in the glass. His face is red, and he's sweating. This goes on for five minutes. All of us sat there tensely. He hangs up the phone. He comes out. We're going to bounce an egg off that damn dashboard. Or my name ain't my name. They got this egg thing in their ear, and we better get this egg bouncing. And he looked around. He says, you know, this is a four and one half million dollar account every year. Let's get cracking now. We're going to have an egg, and it's going to be bouncing off that dashboard. Now, has there anybody got any ideas? We sat for a minute, and somebody said, Hey, how about one of those...
half of one of them phony eggs that the magicians use. You know, where they pull the eggs out of the half? How about those? You know, that's a phony egg. And somebody says, yeah. And we rushed out and we bought a dozen phony eggs. We dropped those. They bounced five feet in the air. Well, four days went by. Broken eggs, phony eggs, hard-boiled eggs. And then finally somebody says, listen, this is a little silly. What if we took that dashboard and tore their crummy padding off and then stuffed it with feathers, made it real soft, and then put the padding back on and made it look, you know, look good again, and then tried it that way. And the director said, uh, let's give it a try. And they tore the rubber out. They put goose feathers inside of it, and they dropped the first egg, and it went plop. It sank down into the dashboard. Well, the director stood up, he looked around, and he said, The hell with Detroit! The hell with Detroit! And let them handle that one! And the entire little band of egg breakers broke up, and I never again heard one other word about it. And by the way, the commercial never did get on the air. And as far as I know, there is a little band of 42 men who remembered four days that was like four days sailing before the mast with Captain Ahab, the egg caper. You've been listening to Gene Shepard, humorist, author, and recipient of the Mark Twain Award for 1976.